This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We listened to Stephen Curtis Chapman's The Great Adventure, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. I want to see cats! I wanted a cat, everybody, and I didn't! Kevin, I'm a Christian wife. I am a good woman. Don't put these evil words in my mouth. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm a Christian wife, Caroline. <laughs> and I'm a Christian single, Kevin. We're here, we're here to have good Christian fun. Single and wife alike. Good from, Christian fun. From the full spectrum, from single to wife. <laughs> good Christian fun is finally where the culture heals and singles and wives talk to each other and have a dialogue. We've been separated for too long. <laughs> It's a podcast about Christian pop culture, the movies, the music, the entertainment made for made by Christians. And just talking about what is this? What happened here? What are they doing? Why? <laughs> How? What How did happened? they do that? Oh, but we're not nice. here to make you go to church or to make fun of your beliefs or bash them in any way, unless they are bad and mean. Our uh, guest says they are. <laughs> <laughs> But we're just here to have fun. It's just all good fun. Caroline, how are you doing? We're recording this after the 4th of July. How'd you um, celebrate this wonderful country of ours that only grows in our affection every day? I was in red, white, and blue, head to toe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was dancing down the streets. I was doing a parade. I was having the best time. Um, I did get to relax this weekend. Um, I got to get out of my house, which was nice. Um and then today, I printed off a, a like a five-page list of therapists that are in my insurance. <laughs> so my my job is to call some of them. I tried it already; it didn't work. Um, oh, that's a bad feeling when the therapist again. doesn't even pick up the call mm-hmm. to see if. And they when one be called me back, she she was like, "So I'm not on this insurance anymore, but call me. We can work something out." And I was like. Mm. She said cash only basis, and I was like, Ew. Oh, I don't know about that one. Quarters only. So what? I think, I'm, I think I'm not going to return that call. No, 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 no. Um, so, you know, that's sort of a little sampling of where I'm at. Where? How are you doing, Kevin? Uh, I haven't been to a therapist in two years, friend. And I don't plan on going back. free to- for two years. I graduated. <laughs> I graduated. And at the end of the it, masters. my therapist said, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we got <laughs> And then I, I walked down. I got my diploma. And, and I stood behind a banner that said, mission accomplished. And all my anxiety, depression, fear, and anything that's wrong with me on in the character USS and integrity. Health. That's right. <laughs> Firing off torpedoes of growth. On 4th of July, I got ice cream and the girl at the ice cream place gave me a discount, but I can't, I don't know if it's because she was 
flirting with me or if it's because I'd actually met her before and I forgot about it. Has that uh, ever happened to you? At the ice cream store? Yeah. Hmm. And she did she say, hey, Kevin? No. Okay. I think I was flirting. Oh, maybe. Interesting. Interesting. Gotta go back to that shop. I am. Did I tell you about my sample. 2020 plan to uh, pivot from podcasting to become a cream fluencer? No, you haven't told me about that. I, I don't like that. But no, tell me more. Let, I shouldn't just start casting aspersions before we begin. No, I, you know what? Maybe <laughs> I'm going to leave that little nugget and maybe we can pick it up later because I don't okay. like this energy that you're having towards cream fluencing right now. We're cream starting from a bad place. Cream fluencer. Okay, no, that's not better. It's not better. I'm, work, I'm working with that. <laughs> There's a workshop. We're talking. <laughs> you know, maybe this isn't the podcast where wives and singles finally come together. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the podcast where we proved that wives and singles will never get along. Yeah, like Harry Met Sally classically said, wives and singles can't <laughs> be, be friends. friends. <laughs> uh, but we're here to talk about The Great Adventure, the Stephen Curtis Chapman album from 1992. Finally, we have to pay it respect and homage. But before we do that, we need to talk about Kevin. Okay, <laughs> it's the guest intro. Friends and folks, they are the host of the Tiny Revolution podcast and the author of the book, Bad Theology Kills Undoing Toxic Belief, and reclaiming your spiritual authority. Everyone give it the hell up for Kevin Garcia! Yeah. That's right, folks. You're getting a double dose of Kevin tonight. Ooh, Kevin. Double Kevin. Welcome. Double your Kevin. Wow. Double your fun. Yes. And that's a song from back in Chris Brown. Do you know what he did like? Double your pleasure, double your fun. Yeah. That was Chris Brown. That was before he, I'm not allowed to listen to him, you know? Yeah. My rule with, my rule oh, with canceling. so you're allowed to listen to a musician if it was before they committed a crime? Yes. <laughs> the song was that's my rule. at that point. That's okay. why, that's why there's a lot of like things. Now, the, the thing, my rule is though, like R. Kelly is completely off the, off the grid. Like, no, oh, no, no, no. Okay. Because okay. his but, crimes Because he's been committing crimes a long time. <laughs> he's been committing crimes a long time. So that's time. why we can listen to the ABC <laughs> at weddings and stuff like that. Yes, Jackson later. 5, perfect. Just fine. I yeah. had a friend but, try to apply this logic to Roman Polanski because she's a very outspoken oh, feminist, uh, mm. which I support and I'm an ally of. But she said, Rosemary's Baby is okay because he directed that before he committed the crimes. Oh, and I think, no. I think it's immaterial <laughs> to the timeline. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe directors and music is so... I don't got room to speak about it. Um, yeah. Although I have been a wedding DJ and I will tell you, nothing gets the bitches on the floor. Like, uh, don't stop to get enough, you know? But don't you think considerate couples now would make a note to the DJ? Like, do all the hits, follow the crowd, but also if we could lay off the MJ, mm-hmm. at least for this, that'd yeah. be nice. Yeah. And if any, anytime, I, anytime I had a special request, I would uh, not do it. But, <gasps> wow. Post leaving Neverland, I did try to get a meme started where if you were at a wedding and they were playing a Michael Jackson song, you just like, you you protest and take a selfie video of you not dancing while it happens. And there's like oh, dads behind you going like this, like to Billy Jean or whatever. Oh, I w- I'm bummed we missed your justice meme taking off. Hey! <laughs> Kevin Porter's what justice What a powerful memes. campaign. <laughs> yeah. That needs to be like a, a top, like you guys need to bring that in as like a very important topic of discussion. <laughs> 
That well, should be a corner, yeah. If Can that had taken corner? off, maybe I wouldn't have had to turn to creamfluencing for my brand yeah. extension. Well, there's still time. Yeah. Maybe I can merge them. Not yet. See, that sounds like something you'd find on OnlyFans. Like the people who make a lot of money on Only. Do you know what I'm talking about? Of yeah, course we Kev- do. It's just Kevin eating ice cream and rating them. Clothes on. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm putting more no, clothes on. No, there's a market on. for that. You know there's a market for that. You He's know, not eating a- it like sexy or anything like that. It's just Well, normal. that's just called Patreon. That's just called Patreon. <laughs> hey, listeners, if you would subscribe to the OnlyFans where I eat sweets, treats, and other delicious goodies while putting on layers of clothes at me, please at yeah. me. Does a cream influencer include Oreos as well? Well, it includes cookies and cream, which often has Oreos in it. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Good to know. No, this all happened all right, because... So, yeah, think about that in your votes, folks. <laughs> Yeah, vote your is- conscience. <laughs> <laughs> Ballers. Ballers. Oh my god! I should put Ballers. vote your conscience in there in that drop. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I am friend. so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. It's a joy and an honor and a pleasure. What a fun time! Well, I would love to. You you have to be good at this by now. You have to be so good. Yeah. I like. I could probably oh, ask you. Next. Give us the five minute. Give us the ten minute. Give us the hour long. <laughs> if I want. I all. To. I have all three of them. I bet it's the one that's mostly about music give us the Ooh. one that's mostly about well, you, dad oh fuck <laughs> that one's the two the one mostly about dad that's an hour and a half that's a long one yeah that's, for all that's, of us. so what you're telling me is you want me to come back on to keep talking about that's right time. no it's gonna yeah we'll yeah, do that for an irishman length uh episode of oh good christian fun we'll all wear blue contacts cool i'm into that <laughs> disgust so Soy, i um my name is kevin miguel garcia uh, I'm mixed race. I'm, me- I'm indigenous Mexican and Dutch Irish. So I look pale and I have a ginger beard, but I'm Mexican. It's very confusing. I know mixed race things are weird. Um, uh, I'm genderqueer. So that means I'm like, as Britney Spears once said, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. All I need is time. I burned down my a gym. Moment, <laughs> a moment. Oh, Britney. Also, do y'all follow her on Instagram? My God, what oh, yeah. a fucking blessing. Of course, yes. Okay. Oh, I'm rooting okay. for her. We all are. Yeah. She's Set the, her free. Yeah, she is free. Um, anyways, um, so my mother, worship leader growing up in our lovely little country, non-denom evangelical church thing, uncle was the pastor, met Jesus at age nine, you know, grew up, we're, we're a military family, got three brothers, and so... We had lived out on four acres of land, like went to a poor, we had a poor elementary school we went to, like so poor, like we had to send in toilet paper to the school because they did not have the money to oh, buy toilet man. paper in mm-hmm. our schools. That's how fucked up we were in the in this country. Grew up in Clarksville, Tennessee in Montgomery County. So like way out there. We weren't actually allowed to vote for the mayor and it was a big to do. I remember my mother was not pleased. You weren't allowed to vote. I've heard of that. If like you're in such a rural area, you don't get a vote for the mayor. There is no because mayor. we were. Oh. There is no because Montgomery <laughs> County was technically like they hadn't zoned. It was a weird thing. It was one of those things where problem. something they didn't care about the country people falling through the cracks. Mm. Um. Uh. Anyways, but that's another story for another time. Yeah. So age nine, I go to Jesus camp, and I uh, had this moment where I. When they had the altar call, I walked down the aisle and I said, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and my personal Savior. And I had this weird as fuck experience that I didn't realize was weird until years and years and years, years later. I had this 
crazy upwelling of just like the thing was just like love, 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 love. It's like the best way I know how to describe it. And I was just fucking pumped. I was running around. I was excited. Like when people like, you know, when like I was an early Pentecostal before I knew Pentecostals did this, just running around because the spirit was just all up in my body. And people said to me, Kevin, you need to calm down and stop being so dramatic. And I was like, me? Dramatic? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, I can't fucking believe I, mean, I was nine years old. I didn't say the F word. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would. I was. Oh my God, had I been, I did say God damn it in church one time because I spilled pink lemonade on myself during the Wednesday night fried chicken dinner. And my mama took me in the bathroom and swatted me on the butt and said, who told you that word? And I said, Will Smith. And she said, what do you mean? I said, it was on Independence Day. And he said it and I didn't know, I don't even know what it means. And I didn't. I just knew it, you Will said Smith it. Canceled. <laughs> you, from Woo! Independence Day forward. I refuse to watch his TikToks now. <laughs> Don't you dare say that about William. Well, the line, the famous line wasn't welcome to heaven. It was welcome to earth, which is where wow. his heaven is. Welcome to like. earth. <laughs> Ooh, God. I want him to like say that and like choke me a little bit. Oof. Oh, I get okay. that. <sighs> okay. It's summertime. Listen. <laughs> Listen, all things are possible through Christ who strengthens That's me. Right. So. So you had this like, really intense like connection, yeah. salvation yes. experience, but it was yeah. also unique in that it wasn't a super like yeah I don't know traditionally Christian thing. You yeah, know? it, was, it like, wasn't love it was, came through. That's really cool. Yeah, and I thought that's what everybody else was experiencing too, in some way. Yeah. Now, what I think is interesting is I was experiencing love. I think a lot of people around me were actually experiencing shame. Now that I look back on it. Hmm. Is that it's like they, they, I remember like, you're so, you know, God had to die for you. Jesus, God had to kill Jesus for you. And so like we had that from mm -hmm. an early age and I just, but this experience I had of just like outpouring of the Holy Ghost, uh, whatever it was, it was amazing. And then I also learned very quickly that there are certain things that you're not allowed to do in church. Um, and there's certain questions that weren't okay and that like taught there was like spiritual giftings weren't actually a thing anymore. It was very strange because as I grew up and got older, my conversations with God were like, I would have a conversation. I would ask God a question and I would hear an answer. And I was like, oh, okay. That's how I like talked like from ages like nine to 14. That's how I talked to God. I thought this is how everybody talked to God. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like what, we all think it would be, I guess, but that yeah. really is. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the wild, the wild thornberries. Oh man. I've been thinking about that show recently. I'm sorry. Um, so. It always grossed me out for some reason. Because no they all looked, Cassie. They look insane. <laughs> yeah. The actual style. It was like the same style as Rugrats where everyone's yeah. hair was out. He was like was Picasso, yeah. uh, smoked a little bit and then like drew a children's cartoon. Yes, it was amazing. Exactly. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um anyways high school i hit it we're in the youth group we've moved to virginia we now live in a very hoity-toity town we are now middle very very upper middle class i go to high school i get up in there and i'm also very active in the youth group i'm also going through a very interesting avril lavigne phase so like mm. you know like the pop punk like goth but like hot topic goth when she was the thing I was figuring out that I was a homosexual. And so uh, all those like very, very like, I'm different, I'm not a part of it, just like very, mm -hmm. sp it spoke to me in mm -hmm. a lot of ways. Um, my family didn't take, my, my brothers didn't care. Like 
I was just like a weirdo to them. And like, I was like 13, 14. So they didn't take me seriously because I was 13, 14. (laughs) And they were all older than you? Uh, Two older, one younger. Ryan was definitely cooler than me for a long time. The younger one? Yes. Like definitely just. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I, I won. No, that was college when I won Homecoming King. But in high school, I was this close, this close to being prom king. I'm Let not. it go, Kevin. You, you were the Hillary Listen, of prom it's kings. so long ago. <laughs> Won the popular vote <laughs> at the time. It's electoral college. That's right. Yeah, you know what happens when you assume it makes you a 2016 Democrat. That's for sure. <laughs> spicy, spicy. Um, so high school, I get there, and in Miss Triantophilus's Art Foundations class, I see the boy who, in my mind, is still the hottest boy ever, Robbie. And Robbie has got this... He's tan and he's got this like sick ass jawline that Jesus carved himself. Bright ass white teeth because he got braces probably early, early on. Curly brown hair, skinty, skinty jeans. Like he's one of them like pole motherfuckers out there that like you could like snap like a twig. Yeah. And just he skateboarded. He was so hot. I was like, oh. And also there was like, oh shit at the same time. Cause like I noticed him, right? And I noticed all of these different things about him. I was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Because I'm a Christian and I've grown up in the South and I know that you cannot be gay and Christian. Um, and so what do I do? Keep it mostly secret. Tell a couple of my girlfriends, kind of like live a mildly double life between home and church and mm-hmm. school with my friends. Never dated anyone, just like flirted a lot. MySpace was a thing. So I was like uh, talking to boys from other high schools. So there was like, not a big chance of crossover. Kept it secret for about a year and some change, but also like I've always really been this kind of like glittery, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not it's been on my face or on my body. Um, I, I was, people were calling me fag all the way back in like sixth grade. So like they saw it before I did. I was a good Christian. So I didn't deal with <laughs> it. I, was, I, don't deal, I didn't do that. In that year space, it sounds like you kind of already knew, like, this is fine for me personally. I know, like, mm. everyone else is going to feel something about it. But it sounds like you were already like, listen, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and live this way. I'm a Christian mm-hmm. and I do this and this is, is okay with me. Yeah, I really was. That's the thing. Is it like, yeah. the more I gave to it, it was like, yeah, this feels good. This feels okay. Yeah. But enter fear tactics and health. Um, familiar. Yeah. familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> I know my, um, my daddy and I got into a big old fight and mm-hmm. it was over. Like I wanted to study theater, which like gay, first of all. Um, but I, I wanted studied to study theater th- for a semester. Gay. <laughs> hey, so <I'm> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh right. my God. It's my favorite. It's like, I love being gay. It's my favorite thing about me. Anyways. I, we get into this, like, I'm a sophomore in high school at this point. I'm like, why are we talking about college right now? Like, we have a little bit of time. But apparently, like, he was very, very afraid that I was going to become a, try to become an actor or some shit like that. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was in high school. Like, I was just like, I was thinking maybe it could be fun because it seems that I'm kind of good at this one thing and I'm not good at anything else. Wait, I don't did know. you did you have yeah. performance outlet stuff in church in youth group? Did oh you do my skits God. or yes, worship dude. team or anything like that? Worship team from age 16 on okay. when I because that's when I really learned how to play the piano. From the time I was in kindergarten all the way through seventh grade, the Christmas cantata was directed by my mother. 
And I'm not saying that there was any nepotism that happened with her sons <laughs> getting the lead role in literally every fucking show every Sorry, year. Sorry, he's just talented, okay? He's just we were talented. all really good. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie. My brothers, we can all sing. We can all act decently. Oh, fun. Or at least like be on stage and be entertaining. And Maude Apatow earned that role in King of Staten Island. <laughs> and this she is 40. earned it. There was nothing else going on. It was just an audition process Absolutely. like anyone else. Like anybody else. <laughs> My mom loves to tell her that, herself that. But we all know that there was... I mean, I know that I'm amazing. My brothers are okay. But me, like, I understand why I got the lead. Sorry. Sure, sure. Uh, yep. So, yeah, so we were doing that's when I started. And I was, like, in the Clarksville Children's Choir. And then I was in, like, all city and all state choir. Yeah. Uh, so, during that fight with my dad about wanting to be an actor or whatever, I get really upset. And I just, like, shut down. And I think that was, like, the beginning of, like, that's the first time I remember ever really shutting down and like dissociating from what was in front of me. And I think my dad saw it happen and was like, oh, fuck, I did something. I broke something. Because that was the only time he came up to my room and apologized to me later. Only in his entire life, the only apology he ever gave me. And it was wild because he comes up to the room and then he's just like, I'm sorry I said, you said those things. And then he's like, is there a problem? Like, I think like, you know, there's other things going on. And is there a problem with drugs? And I'm like, no. Like, <laughs> who the fuck? What? No. I would is die it, if I problem? took a drug. <laughs> I know. It's like, is it a problem with girls? And I'm like, no. Okay, no. What do, what do you want? And then he's like, is it a problem with sex? And I was like, kind of. And then he was like, Kevin, are you gay? And I say, kind of. And <laughs> I'm kind of gay. Yeah. I didn't identify it that way. I just knew that I liked boys. Maybe I was bisexual. Yeah. You know, but just like, I was really afraid because I'm just like, in that moment, I'm just like, this is it. This is the moment my dad is going to kick me out of the house. This is like, this is the moment that I've dreaded. And here we go. Yeah. <sighs> he didn't, thankfully. He actually was like, as understanding as uh, a conservative cishet parent can be without being completely horrible. Uh, but it was pretty bad. Um, mm. And I couldn't look at him. I felt very shameful. And then he told my mother against my wishes because I knew that she would freak the fuck out. And then she went and got a book from Lifeway Bookstore on homosexuality in the Bible, which had a uh, number in the back of it to Exodus International Ministries, which connected us to a local office in Richmond, Virginia. And then the following day, we were in a truck driving up the way to Richmond where we met a woman at a nondescript, very creepy building that we went up to and then signed a paperwork stating that we understood she was not a, a actual licensed psychological professional. And then I cried in her office about how I didn't want to be gay and go to hell. You know, and unrelatedly, RIP to Exodus Ministries, which no longer exists. <laughs> I hate seeing small businesses die. Yeah, that's yeah, one of the saddest casualties of COVID-19 is small businesses like Exodus International. Oh, Kevin, I'm so sorry. I had no idea I was going to take you to Exodus Ministries. Oh, that was funny. Oh, my notorious God. Notorious at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't um, know. We didn't know at the time. This was like heyday x game ministry times i bought in like i really bought in mm. and so 12 years uh on and off going to different groups and then like cycling between sometimes you know making out with some random stranger and then feeling really bad about it and then cycling back to it 
I'm in college. Oh my parents gosh. get divorced. I like middle finger to God, get a little wild, and then join a fraternity and start therapy and go back to church at the same time. This is now junior year of college. Wow. Um, you just decided to turn it all around. Yeah, it was it was very interesting. I was I was trying to find a lot of belonging, but like it was twelve years of policing myself and. Uh, trying not to act like you can see pictures and video of me in from that time period and you can see me suppressing myself it's the most wild thing mm. and I had a friend the other day um I guess they're not really a friend we haven't talked in years um but former friend from my past life who sent me a picture from her time hop and said, oh, I miss you, friend. And it was a picture from me standing in her living room. And I looked at that picture and I wanted to respond. Uh, I was severely depressed and I was also addicted to having your approval at that time. I think it was this, I look very unhealthy here. I know you don't miss me. Oh, well, let's not get on to that. That's another rant for another time. Did you say yeah. that? Did you say, no, you don't miss me? No. Okay. I only said it on, I said it on Twitter. Okay. But she's not on Twitter, so. So. I get it in my head in college as a Pentecostal fraternity man <laughs> that I'm going to go be a missionary. Which fraternity, by the way? I'm a proud brother of Sigma Phi Epsilon. Ooh, okay. 1901, Alpha baby. Phi over here. Oh, my God. I love an Alpha Phi, <laughs> bitch. Come really? On, put... No one loves Alpha Phi. <laughs> I really... No, Alpha Phi on my campus was bomb. I okay, loved great. Alpha Phi. It was good on our campus, just going to say, but it just doesn't have a great national reputation, but it was great. I wasn't in a fraternity, but I am a beta boy. (laughs) I don't think I know what that means. Oh, Caroline can explain it to you. You know how some people are alphas? (laughs) Oh my God. It's like tops and bottoms. In a fraternity or sorority called alphas. But like like a social top and a social bottom. (laughs) I mean, like even even within like a a, a heterosexual... Yeah, even within a heterosexual relationship, you give me lovely bottom energy, and I think that's lovely. Oh, yeah. I want to put out LBE whenever I can. I think that's my strongest Mm. asset. Absolutely. (laughs) Come on, assets. That's a different podcast for a different time. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) All right. um, Soy, now I go around the world, and I try to be- You said you you wanted to be a missionary. How did that happen? Yeah, I became a missionary um, because this very attractive man- uh, who went to my church, invited me to hang out with him. We became really good friends, and low-key I became codependent on him because that's how it works mm-hmm. um, when you're trying not to be gay. Uh, and so we developed a lovely friendship. He uh, told me about this thing he did called the World Race, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to go do it. And so I did. And the World Race? Is the that world... the you go to a bunch of countries in 11 months? 11 months to 11 countries. Hashtag 11 in 11. Hashtag after 11 in 11. Hashtag world race. Hashtag world changers. That sounds really effective. An effective way of doing ministry. Oh my God. Drive by. Yeah, that's for sure. Like the communities were deeply affected. It was wild. Um, But like I went over there thinking, because like they they talked about miracles on the mission field. Like you're going to go out there and pray for people and God's going to manifest his power over you. Now, granted, I did see some weird shit on the field i'm not gonna lie i got my body healed i prayed for someone and they i don't know if their blood sugar was low or if they got slain in the spirit uh because they passed out when i touched them i don't know maybe i'm really holy maybe i'm not but it was so weird it was in india that i recognized i'm just like what the fuck am i doing like this isn't this isn't jesus 
None of like this has nothing to do. Nothing we're doing is actually helping anyone. What what the fuck are we doing here? Was there they like treat- an inciting indis- uh, uh, incident? It was it was, right? it was about the second week in um, our entire ministry while I was in India. They carted us around to different villages and we would preach very like out of like just like on the spot. All right, Kevin, you're gonna preach. You guys want a sermon right now? And of course, like. I can spin a yarn and, you know, do whatever I need to do. But, like, these people, like, treated us incredibly well. They they honored us in amazing ways. And I'm not here to downplay the honor that we received from a culture that is steeped in, like, honor and shame culture. However, the thing we, that we did not communicate to them was that we are the same. Was that white colonial Christianity actually came in here and stole your faith from you. And it's telling you that there's only this one way to do it. Now, granted, I was a Jesus freak at the time. And just like, I felt very we- I felt so weird about the whole thing. Because at the end of the day, I'm just like, these people don't have food. What the fuck am I doing here telling them about Jesus when they don't, like, I should have brought them some food. That would have been more useful. <laughs> and yeah. it just started to click with me that this was wrong. And then we st- I stayed for a lot longer than I should have. And so fast forward to my seventh month, I'm a team leader and I'm feeling really shitty and suicidal. And they basically tell me, if you just press in, like the Lord's going to help you out. And I'm like, oh my God. That's when my RA brain from college went off and said, when somebody says that they're going to kill themselves, you should probably like, uh, I don't know, not uh, tell them to lean into it. Yeah, don't tell them to lean into it. And so I got my, oh my I got gosh. my ass out of there, got home, still was depressed. Uh, I attempted twice, survived twice, rock and roll. Shout out to whatever angels kept me safe. And to my ancestors for getting me here. I love you. And so I got to, after I woke up the second time, I said, okay, like either I need to learn how to be celibate or maybe God's going to do one more try. So I went and worked for Adventures and Missions for a time, got a girlfriend, leaned into it, realized as I was dating her that I couldn't do this, that I was definitely super duper gay. Well, at the time I thought it was very gay. I thought it was very monosexually gay, but it's a, you know, like everything, it's a gray cloud or not really a gray cloud. It's more like a rainbow mist. Ooh, Ooh, rainbow mist. Um, But... um, we break up. I start my coming out process because the same time that I broke up with her, there was a, uh, a queer Christian conference coming through Atlanta. And a guy that I matched with on Tinder, whose name is Brett Trapp. I don't know if you've ever heard of Blue Babies Pink. Mm. Yes. Not, he would be that Brett Trapp. Wow. And I matched on Tinder and he invited me to this conference and it changed my fucking life. Oh, that's wow. lovely. I swiped right to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. So um, at that point you were open to it and like, it was like, I had no choice. It was just it. like, yeah. yeah, I was like, I had deconstructed all the things because it was just like, you guys keep telling me to follow the Holy spirit, listen to the Holy spirit. And I keep listening to the Holy spirit and the Holy spirit is like, dude, you're fine. You're fine. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. You're great. Yeah. Just s- stop. Just keep, yeah. the, what are you doing? I didn't ask for this. So my life changed forever. I got kicked out of the organization. Um, Like the position they created for me as a writer on staff went to somebody else who is a fine writer herself. 
when I left there for Atlanta, the best thing that, let me tell you what, I, this is why I believe in God for so many reasons, y'all. When I left that place, um, I moved in with my friend Casey and Casey was with me on the world race and he was also not gay when we were on the world race together. And so we lived in a shitty basement apartment together. I slept on an air mattress for six months. The roof ended here, mere two inches above both of our heads. And um, we both worked minimum wage jobs until we could figure out what we wanted to do. And since then, which was about six years ago, my life has been wild and crazy. Um, I got into a really weird relationship. Uh, I was super codependent. My dad died. Um, I started seminary and finished seminary. I wrote a book. I started falling more in love with spirit all the time. Um, And my discovered I was oh I know right. Um, Do you mean the Holy Spirit in that sense? Oh yeah, Holy Ghost, Spirit, God, whoever. Um, but spirit, spirit is your preferred way to address what that is. Uh, sure, <laughs> I like all like Shakti, God, Jesus. Like for me, like they're all they're all friends mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. But w- where I am now in my practice is like through studying Christian theology and practical theology at Columbia Theological. I basically realized uh, it was okay for me to not know the answer, to not have like a clear yes this really because it's like the more i study like anthropologically how christianity developed the more i understand how religion develops in general and the more experiences i have of you know the supernatural of the divine of god in my everyday life which is something that is now part of my practice uh the more i recognize i understand absolutely nothing and it's lovely (laughs) Um, so now, uh, I don't, I tell people, they ask me, are you a Christian? And I would say, who do you say that I am? What does my life say about me? I reference Jesus a lot and my work helps keep queer people alive. And, um, I'm also somebody who is non-monogamous and I smoke a lot of weed and, um, I drink wine from a can and I wear lipstick and I have a beard and I love gospel music, and I lead worship at a black queer Baptist church in Atlanta. So, like, what? I go to protests. Um, you know, I get tested regularly, and I take Truvada as prep. I'm a spiritual director and a life coach. I read tarot. I practice witchcraft under the full moon, and I love my mama. So, like, that's me. I feel so like I just watched my- a beautiful short film. I know. I feel like I'm supposed to stand up and applaud. Oh my <laughs> I god! I feel compelled. <laughs> Listen, just put put it in put it in put it in in post. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for sticking around. You and Rami Malik, you're a fan of your mom. (laughs) (sighs) It's so crazy hearing you describe your life and how like spirituality in in mostly Christian form but in many Mm -hmm. forms has been something that has like persisted despite Mm -hmm. so much like animosity between you and like establishment church. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways. And like, what do you make of that now that maybe you feel less like you're warring factions, you know? Yeah. I, I was talking to somebody else about this on, on a, I was giving someone a tarot reading the other day. And they were just like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be Christian or if I, it's tenable for me anymore. And I'm like, technically nothing's tenable. You know, we don't know anything. And I think that's the thing is like, I, I, I can't know if Jesus literally resurrected from the actual grave. 
Or if like in my mind's eye, when I'm experiencing like deep spiritual visions and I have them a lot because I'm a freak like that, I don't know if any of it's real. It's, but it's like, this is a, this, here's a holy text moment for me from the gospel of Harry Potter, book seven, chapter. It's one of the later chapters. Oh, I wish I had Before JK's crimes. Yeah. Before she was canceled. The crimes of JK. Read away. Come on. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Chronologically, it makes, it checks out. We just can't read her new works. Yeah. Also, apparently like nobody wants to work with her anymore. I'm just like, girl, it's so hard to like not be transphobic. It's so easy to be nice. Yeah. 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 Incredible stuff, um, JK. But so... Harry Potter rolls out to the forest to meet Voldemort because Voldemort's like, if you don't come out here, I'm going to kill all your friends. And he's like, nah, don't kill my friends. I'm coming. Oh, oh sorry. And he gets out to the forest and uh, Voldemort, Avada Kedavra's him. And they go to this train station, right? He's sitting on the bench. Dumbledore's there. And they're chatting and blah, blah, blah. And the last thing they say is, he says, Dumbledore. And Dumbledore turns around and he says, was all of this in my head or... Uh, is this, is any of this real or am I, is it all in my head? And Dumbledore says, uh, well, of course it's in your head, Harry, but does that mean that any of it's not real? Mm-hmm. And so when I think about all of these experiences I'm having, I'm just like, I mean, native cultures, a lot of native languages uh, from the Native Americas don't have a word difference between your thoughts and your imagination because to them it's the same thing because they understand the imagination is the place where the spirit actually lives and plays and heals. I don't really know where I was going with that, to be honest. I think Um, just in the sense of, uh, I think (laughs) Caroline was speaking to your... Uh, oh, I, I yeah. don't know if, if the right word is adaptability, but it might be fluidity yeah. with this stuff mm-hmm. and, and not being threatened by incorporating yeah. any mm-hmm. parts of life or spirituality or culture yeah. into a different kind of faith or a bigger idea or vision of what God might be for you. Yes, that's it. Because I don't think, because like Jesus is still my teacher, which I don't really know how to qualify that beyond. I just, Jesus is my teacher. I just love hearing, yeah, how are you are how you reconcile it now and like all mystery it's so it would make so much sense too if if a good a huge part of you was just like spirituality is fucked i don't want to be a part of it like it is twisted or it's it's or just i need to go find a different one completely and just like exercise this whole experience out of my life and that's the thing is like some people would call me a christian i don't know if i would call myself a christian like because that that term it's kind of fluid or at least a little hazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not like, oh, you've embraced the Christianity of your youth now. And like, it's oh, all yeah. reconciled. Like you definitely have to reject like a lot of that. Listen, sure. Jesus yeah. said, if you do not hate your father and mother, come on, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Yeah. That's also just like for a witch. I reference a lot of Bible verses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, second witch we've had on between you and Jamie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just had her on my podcast. Oh, Jamie's also her. one of my good Judies too. Oh, I love her. Do you want to explain mo- to Caroline what a good Judy is? Yeah, I didn't oh, know. I thought okay. Kevin didn't know either. And I was no, like, it's okay. So a uh, good Judy is like your good girlfriend, your good friend in his base off. So back in the day as code, it was like, are you a friend of Dorothy? was like code word for, is you a homosexual like me? And if you were a friend of Dorothy, uh, then you could go to like the gay bars and stuff. So it's like, that's my good Judy. Oh, that's So Judy Garland, Mm -hmm. you're my good Judy. Caroline's favorite movie of 2019. 
<gasps> oh, it's a good so... movie, Kevin. I don't care Where? what Vulture told you to believe about it. Whoa! Oh, fun movie. <laughs> Great time. Oh, my it's not very It's actually very sad, but it's amazing. <laughs> Way up high. I'm Judy. Mm. <laughs> you know what? You're gonna be outnumbered, I, I believe, on the on the Judy movie train here, Kevin. So get out of here. Uh, Kevin Porter, not Kevin Grace. <laughs> gracious. This is homophobia um, happening to me yeah, on the show. Yeah, I am a friend. I'm just, kidding. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, basically, if you don't like Renelle Zaytwinger, you don't like the gay community, and that's, that's just how it is. So I don't. We don't make the rules tread here. Tread carefully. Yeah. If you don't like Cold Mountain, then it's oh. you're basically <laughs> building Stonewall back up. <laughs> Abs- well, I mean, Stonewall wasn't an actual wall that got torn down. It was just a bar. Yeah. So they would be building a gay bar, which is good. Yeah. You, so if I want to build Stonewall back up, indeed. I was just trying to, to do go- whatever is the reverse of throw a brick at it. <laughs> <laughs> Take their like, bricks away. Old? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Kevin, oh thanks so much for sharing your story for us. Yeah, yeah. sharing your story. Yeah, it was wild one. times. And very yeah. thank you for listening. I know that I was really long-winded. Um, so yeah. thanks for listening. I appreciate no, it. It was wasn't all long it. enough, in my opinion. <gasps> yeah. Let's keep going. Do you want me to keep going? <laughs> no, I need to pee really bad. <laughs> okay, well, let's take a break, and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic. There he is. There's our there's our elfin Uh, prince of adult contemporary easy listening Jesus music. Our equestrian Christian. Oh my God! Come on, let's go. Kevin, for Ugh. you, we uh, I know we talked about a few things before we landed on Stephen Kurtz Chapman, but what else was like the makeup of your Christian culture music canon? What'd you listen to? What were you into at the time? What are maybe um, you still be, into to this day? Um, what's interesting is I owe a lot of my middle school music taste, uh, minus Avril Lavigne, to my youth pastor because he was a hardcore kid back in his day. A hardcore kid from Florida, no less. So Ooh. we got into Under Oath. We got into Reliant K. Oh, wow. And Berlin to this day is still my favorite band ever. And oh, oh my God, amazing shows. Um, I've been to 12 shows, actually. And I went to the very last show in New York City. Just not bragging or anything, but I love it. Is Amberlin a, a metal band? Uh, no, they were more like um, just really good rock, like oh, okay. verging on pop rock, but a little bit heavier. Okay, cool. 
alternative. I don't think you know about it. Oh. Um, sorry. Oh, excuse me. Uh, wasn't on the so Judy soundtrack, um, sorry. Yeah. And then I think the other thing that was really big is I remember we had cassette tapes and one of them was Point of Grace. You are Lord of Life, Love, and Other Mysteries. That had some sick harmonies on it, I'm not gonna lie. You are Lord of Life, Bitch, Love, and Other Mysteries. I find in you all I ever need you to know. I fucking love this song. <laughs> also, I also need I also need to tell you guys that um, earlier today I was practicing a version of The Great Adventure on guitar, but putting it in a minor key just to see what it would sound like. Oh, we're my going to my that friend later. listened Not to so it. Not so great adventure. Yeah, it was. It's very like I would have to change the lyrics to make it basically be about Black Lives Matter because um, I think that would be totally just new protest song what a high wire act (laughs) yeah anyways the actual album the great adventure yes for me i actually heard the song the great adventure because my uncle who was also the pastor at church would do the special music y'all know about special music special music during the offering someone does a solo someone does a worship special music it's not for singing along it's for listening yes listening and appreciate my uncle was is like you know was a pretty decent vocalist in his day and so he could hit all the notes that Stephen could hit, and it was very wow. lovely to listen to. And so I heard The Great Adventure every single year on Super Bowl Sunday, ironically, I think. Oh, okay. The Great um, Adventure kind of was a, a touchdown. It's kind of a sporty song. Yes. And also, <laughs> funny enough, so one summer um, when my mother was putting together the, VB- the VBS, <laughs> I almost said the VBS, <laughs> the VBS, um, it was an Australian-themed thing. Okay. Our church went all out. I just want to say I've never Ricky. had a more successful and amazing VBS experience. In my mind, it was the most magical thing in the world. Looking well back on it now. Well decorated. Everybody was, everyone at my church got into it. They were actors and like everyone. Fun. There was themed snacks. And now all these people It was like immersive theater. <laughs> 100. My mother was, let me tell you what, my mother's a genius. To this day, love her to pieces. What was I talking about? Stephen Chris Chapman. That's right. Great adventure. Great adventure. Oh, we used it as the theme song and we all sang it along every single night as like a congregational song. That's so perfect. And we had motions and it was cute. And so it's burned into my brain because it's in my spongy years. What was your motion for saddle up your horses? <laughs> it's so saddle up your horses. Yeah. <laughs> we got a trail to blaze. Whoa. You know, hands across face. God's, God's amazing, amazing grace. Oh, this is gorgeous. Let's follow on. You know, we're marching oh, into marching. the glory. Yes, I know through the glory. Oh, the song's a bop. I don't care who you are. But unfortunately, so listener, you can't see it at home, but Kevin's choreography did end with a white power symbol. That's very offensive. Oh, my God. I did not <laughs> During know. During Follow the Leader, too. It was I like, know. Oh, How about very disgusting. You're right. Damn. You guys, I, re- just, I, repent of, I repent of my white supremacy here. Okay, we forgive you. Fine. Oh, it's okay. We forgive you. You're listening you. and learning. For- Kevin and I forgive you. <laughs> Thank you. On behalf of the community, which needs to render me, um, didn't happen. Now, speaking of which, do you know when uh, when the Great Adventure came out? Ninety-two, June nineteenth, nineteen ninety-two. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. So. 
gag me. Now it's, oh, now it's possible that Stephen Kirsch. It's Chapman, part of a long history. It's. <laughs> or maybe no 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 no. Maybe he just hates Mondays. Maybe he's a Garf head. Maybe he's a Garf Like the rest of us. Maybe he's a Garf Kevin, as you may or may not know, June 19th is also Garfield's birthday. Wait, oh, no. yeah. He loves Garfield. He doesn't hate Garfield. Perhaps. Well, well, what? I know Garfield's a cat, but like... He's, uh, uh-huh. Are you asking Kevin to explain Garfield to you? Because no, I'm thinking because like I... No, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I know, I know about Garfield, but just like I've, I've heard conversations about different cartoon characters. It's like, no, that character's black, even though they're like blue or something or green. <laughs> you know, like characters in Doug. Yeah, Garfield yeah, no, no, is no. Garfield is not canonically black. <laughs> this okay. is reminding me of the Wicked tweet. I just, you know, I, you know, you ask when you don't know, and this is me asking when I don't know because um, as somebody that's a who great is. Question. As someone who's white passing but mixed, you know, you can't yeah. you can't fool anyone. Ginger, he could have been Mexican. We just don't know. I caught myself for a second today wondering, like, is my cat white? And then I was like, oh. you're, you're a dumbass. Go back to work. <laughs> is my cat <laughs> white? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. It's so good. It I mean, so questions stupid. that need to be, the questions need so to be asked. so stupid, uh, you guys. The great yeah. No, Garfield. Uh, great I, unknown. I, I think no. <laughs> No ethnicity implied with Garfield. Garfield. I think white implied for sure, right? Because of Bill Murray doing the voice in the movies, including a tale yeah, of two you, kitties. Whoever voiced um, Garfield in the in the that would cartoon. be Lorenzo Music. I believe he was also a white gentleman. Mm, yeah, and, and if okay. he's not, well, but Elmo, I got some tweets coming. My <laughs> Elmo was voiced by a black gentleman for a majority of his run thus far. Before uh, also Burton Ernie definitely gay. And, oh, yeah. and I think of Ernie as black just because of the melodies from Heaven video we've watched. <laughs> where know. Ernie is Kirk Franklin. It's Kirk Franklin. Oh, This is confusing. God. You know, I, I yeah. Gracious. Uh, oh, God. We're going to get canceled. But Stephen, we're going to say it's because it was a celebration of Juneteenth. Yeah. And he wanted to declare. Uh, yeah. And what better way to celebrate like, Juneteenth than this. The, the prologue. Gospel, soul, funk music that opens <laughs> up the album. I mean, guys, standard. he did have a rap song on here with Toby Mac. That's oh, we're true. We're going to get to that. Oh, that might have been a hate crime. Yeah. This yeah. whole album, by the, the way, I feel like we've listened to throughout the course of GCF. Like, there were so many touchstones in this album. Mm-hmm. Well, there's only like, two. Wow. We've, we've heard we The Great Adventure because that's just like a... That's just classic. We heard the got to be true. We also heard the prologue because I remember you having some story about listening to this in your mom's van and it and it being like a inspirational moment. moment. Yeah. Me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I think that was a guest. I, I don't know. No, saying me. Oh. <laughs> I think that might have been Travis <laughs> McElroy. <laughs> oh, yeah, it might have been a guest. Okay. But this drop. Uh. That's like the CCM equivalent to the snare drum that opens up Like a Rolling mm-hmm. Stone by Bob Dylan. Yeah. It reminds you of what? A goofy movie song. <laughs> oh, Powerline? <laughs> oh my god, I... No, no, no. Oh. This is a great Another time around what? What you gonna try to do? Part. What'd you open up? Who'd you read? It was me. Was you a prisoner? 
But what did God do? My God. And this is the part where he did LSD. Right here. He saw a field in front of him. Oh, Frontier, excuse me. Who said it? Disembodied voice. I mean, an unimpeachable song, I feel like, as far as like the CCM stuff. It's so goes. good. It's so good. It's, it's like one of the few songs I think I've ever heard that's like, makes Christianity seem like a fun activity. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fun song. Yeah. Finally. It's an adventure, saddle up, like mm-hmm. there's unknowns, there's frontiers. I'm, I'm getting frontier and also, vibes. It's, it's very, it's very singable too. Like the... It's just such it's a it's a fucking catchy lyric. Yeah, yeah. In a way it's perfect marketing and you're right, Caroline, in the way like that it affects you is kind of like the point that it did make it for children or like people singing mm-hmm. it in Kevin's congregation. Like yeah, mm-hmm. Christianity isn't just some like musty thing you do on a freaking Sunday. It's like It's not a chore. It's a it's an arc that you're It's going not on. a religion. It's a relationship. Um I love this song. I could listen to it over and over. I think that it's such a funny pairing like the prologue and then this song and then the rest of the album is like not a lot of cool instrumental like sweeping Nothing else. songs. I'm going to say something that could be a, in the middle of it. Yeah. I want to say something controversial. I think the man I think he shot his load with the first two. He shot his load For and everything sure. was oh, well, like, no. yeah. It's just it's not it's not that good after it. It's like also I liked the prologue into it because like if you listen to if you listen to Chromatica by Lady Gaga, she's mm-hmm. got these little prologues in between. I feel like what if Lady Gaga is having a throwback to Stephen Curtis Chapman? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> prologues. Oh, I like, mean, I feel like you can trace all pop music <laughs> back to. <laughs> I really think that I just I feel like Lady Gaga has been influenced. By Stephen Curtis Chapman's <laughs> use of prologues before um, Can you different imagine if of the either of them covered the other? Oh, <laughs> cool. What oh. could SCC do? <laughs> I guess he could do. What if he did that song where she sings about jerking off on Joanne? What's Angel that one Down. What's the um, one where she sings about J and O? On Joanne? Uh, yeah. Oh. She does. She has one, I promise. I, I, I mean, like, I, mm. I, I'm not being a very good gay right now. Um, mm. I've been listening to a lot. Of, I'm a I'm a Janelle Monae gay. That's where you can like my my. Um, mm. I think my, it is uh, being a good gay to not know Joanne that well. I, I actually. Yeah, I mean, I like Joanne, but I think Joanne it's is like, great. Eh. You know, she had some good on it. I like I like John Wayne, but also yeah. then I found out John Wayne that was like is a crazy horrible racist, and I feel really really sad because I grew up on his movies. But you yeah. know, unfortunately, anyone who made I think someone said this on our podcast. Anyone who made their debut in black and white. Was probably racist. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Safe bet. Probably kind of sexist too. Um, yes, I would like to bring to our attention, please. Um, uh, the the song. Well, we got to be true. We have to talk about that. But I actually listened to Hearts Cry, and I actually really listened to it because at first it sounds like a gay love song. Oh, I'm not even fucking kidding you. Okay, let me look at these. Lyrics. And then second verse, it's like, 
I'm such a terrible sinner. So like, it's, look up the lyrics and you can find it. Mm. If you want to. This is my heart's cry. I want to know the one who saved me. If someone was singing this to me, I would hard on. <laughs> what if Stephen Chris Chapman still? To be so close to him. He cute though? I mean, I'm lonely right now. So. He was the first cream influencer. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Caroline? He was the first cream influencer. <laughs> You're not using that term correctly, and that makes I think me I am I using it are, just the right uh, way. I'm a cream influence, cream influencer right now, <laughs> baby. Oh. Just about anybody with a the heartbeat is a cream influencer. Yeah. What was the other one? Oh, that's paradise. That's the other one that fucked me up a little bit because it was like it was a wannabe country song, and then he told a completely different story in the second verse, and I was very mad about it. Oh, that's paradise that's is a song yeah. about wanting to die. Just to be clear, it's about oh, well, yeah. I want to die and oh, go to heaven. Yeah. It's a, another entry into a long, long story genre that we've covered oh, on yeah. this show. We've got that genre. We've got the fallen woman genre. We've got a foray into a music genre that you should not try. Hip hop. Susie has dementia and doesn't know where she is. Now, here's what's interesting. Um, Jimmy's drinking. No, 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 no. I'm Jimmy. I'm not your son. I'm your husband. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like 12 verses about them trying to have one conversation. (laughs) Oh, my God. They also say that Jimmy was reading the scriptures with a bottle in his hand. And I'm like... How did that pass? Oh, complicated man. Bottle, everyone's like, a bottle of water, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what he had to tell people if they confronted him. Yeah, um, a bottle of grape juice, probably. Can I? Can you guys guess which song made me cry? Yes. Voluntarily? Yes. Go there with you. Yeah. yeah Is it true? That one's actually... Yeah. It's actually kind of sweet. Okay. It's such a corny-ass song, but the lyrics, I was like... It's a, it is like, <gasps> I was like... I think that, like, if my dad got married a third time, I would probably sing that at his wedding. Yeah. You know? Maybe update the, like, instrumental situation oh, I would play on for sure. Obviously. As, <laughs> Kevin as said, in, keep it. <laughs> you're right. You have to keep That's it. That's a real skill. Um, this is such a sweet song. It's such a good commitment ceremony song he does these a lot oh he God. has marriage love songs steven Kurtz chapman is a wife guy for sure he loves is our life. wedding songs a genre you've covered no but he's that like i will be here is a you know you know that song right i, I will be here like that's his too Oh! Death would be the only thing that could tear us apart. And now you're standing on the edge of the unknown. I love you means I'll be with you wherever you go. What is the unknown here, by the way? Death. I think this is to his, his sick spouse. His wife's alive. I know, but maybe she was sick at one point. 
like she had a cough and he wrote this song. He was like, I will live in your memory. <laughs> She's like, honey, it's a cold. I, I am on antibiotics. It's fine. Oh, God. oh my gosh. Uh, I love Steven. you means I'll be there with you wherever you may go. No matter how deep a valley you go through, I will go there with you. It's so nice. He loves his. Here's the thing: wife. like I'm such, I'm such an evangelical. Sometimes, like I'll hear like this is because like when I first heard this, I was hearing I didn't register it as a and maybe this is like I think this is like says a lot about like my whole life lens is that I would hear songs like this and I would not register it as a wedding song. I would, would make it about God. It as a, God singing to me. God to oh, us. Oh, yes. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. And then also, like, this is also another thing. Just like, oh, I have to learn how to be the bride of Christ, which is, like, gay things. So, like, do-ba-do-ba-do. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I was, like, there was a time when I was, like, totally committed to being celibate because I was learning how to be the bride of Christ and, like, doing all and these, like, like, gay ropes. That's sort of a spouse. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> this, like, I was so gay with Jesus. That was weird. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. totally gay for the Lord. Uh, you know, the, the one song I like unironically uh, really enjoyed is uh, still called Today. I was just going to say this. I thought it was like... B.B. Winans. B.B. Winans. So this is a duet with oh, fa- a gospel no. R&B Christian singer B.B. Winans of B.B. and oh. C.C. fame. When I heard I was like, is that... They is sound it? good together. And this be I do. I, this I this do. could be a Heim song. <laughs> God, I wish. I think this sounds so good. <laughs> I think it rocks. I'm a clip creep. And please have it be a new drop. I think this sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you, though. Stuck in the Someone who's walk away in anger And they can't wash away the stain Sorry, such a heart would you say But while it's still gone today Still gone Won't somebody make it right This song fucking slaps, I don't care who you are out to the daddies to who to the daddies the, the daddies oh i have a friend in canada who calls me daddy it's my favorite thing but this sounds like i have a girlfriend in canada like i would say in high school like yeah i got someone no. that calls me daddy there in canada yeah, no, no, no. i have a friend in canada that calls me it's, mommy. it's just my friend lucas like every time i call <laughs> he's like hello daddy and i'm like oh god i'm so lonely tell me more wait caroline you think this is literally a song about being a dad no, the second verse is about like yeah, uh, your apologizing little daughter to your wants spouse. to hear you say I love you, but he doesn't. But say yeah. you're an, you're an alcoholic. <laughs> but you're an yeah, alcoholic. Okay. And it's about like a walls build between them or something. Yes, yeah, that's um, true. This also, I was like surprised. Uh, the message of the song, I stand by it. I love it. You know, like say mm. I love you, say I'm sorry. Well. While you still well, have you time. Still have, while, while it's still called today. Come on, somebody. Yes, don't I, put it off. I was listening to this uh, while in the grocery store today mm. with my mask on. 
Thank God for you. And uh, <laughs> thank you. Heaving hard through it. <laughs> All the CO2 that went back into your mouth. I'm so sorry. I know. Now I have CO2 cancer, like my mom says. Uh, that fucking sucks. I'm so fu- much more dangerous. RIP yeah. me uh, in a couple of weeks because my Well, mask. here's the thing. You're a ginger person. I'm a ginger person. You're a Kevin. I'm a Kevin. If you die, I slide into the podcast. I become B-list Christian famous and my plot to meet Beyonce is one step closer to completion. Oh my Does God. She, mm. I think that hosting this podcast puts you further away from meeting Beyonce. No, I don't think so. No, 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 no. Because you get entrenched like, in a non-Beyonce zone. Because <laughs> like, no, 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 because like, because uh, this is, is this a HeadGum podcast? It is, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so HeadGum Podcast is also the same uh, company that hosts uh, Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer. That's right. Nicole Byer is very close to late night people, and late night people are closer to Ellen, and Ellen is definitely closer to Beyonce in some way, I think. Well, Kevin, Uh, you have some good news here, because someone else is pretty close to Kevin on this podcast, or close to Ellen on this podcast. I think I'm more on Ellen's radar than Nicole (laughs) Byer. Than Nicole Byer, for sure. Well, unfortunately. Nicole Byer, if you're listening to this podcast, I want to come on your podcast, too. Wow. Here's the the thing. I recognize, um, I don't drink a whole lot, Uh and I've had, um, anyways. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. This is what it's about. The, this is a communion. But the, the, the message again. of this song was resonant to me because of freaking um, lockdown. I was like, shit, because it's called, it's still called today. And it's like, it's basically the, the biblical, don't let the sun go down on your anger. But yes, it's also which, about like, you don't know your time and you don't know when it's going to stop mm-hmm. or start. And I think about mm-hmm. the months leading up to March this year where I'm like, oh, my there's mind. a lot of stuff I not do a lot of stuff i did i'm happy about but it's just like if i if i'd known what was going to happen was going to happen how would i have lived differently and it kind of like got at those those thoughts that are very top of mind right now about like mm. and and you know that thing that we were all thinking at the beginning of this is like we're gonna go in for a month and then come out we we're good we read books and now we're gonna go to the park even more and all this stuff now i'm like life feels over indefinitely and i didn't really live it uh for a lot of it it reminds me of like when i was at university of texas my freshman year i stayed pretty much my dorm and then my second year i like did stuff and i was more in the city and whatnot and austin's such a wonderful city but i really regret that dorm year i didn't make mm-hmm. the most out of it and now life feels like a dorm yeah. year up until march of 2020 mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the dorm yeah year. i will say like it's really really hard for me not to be having sex right now because i'm not i'm now <laughs> it's where i swear it connects to what you're talking oh about. no i i believe that well it's still so funny. Because, like, exactly, because I often, something that crosses my mind a lot as a, as a queer human who only came out six years ago is, like, what would it have been like for me to actually tell Robbie in high school that I thought he was hot, mm-hmm. that I found him attractive, even if he, like, wasn't into me? You know, what would it have been like for me to actually go on a date with the guy I met on MySpace or like go to prom with someone I was attracted to. Yeah. Or in college, like being able to date or like explore sex without shame, you know, in the present moment. I think about that all, I think about all the years that, uh, and I think this happens for a lot of people who come from, you know, conservative or uh, authoritarian religious backgrounds is we get mad at ourselves because we think we wasted so much time. And it's like, yeah, well maybe you did. But you're here now, bitch. 
What do you want yeah. to do now? Well, don't worry, Kevin. I, I do feel like truly GCF is a monument to sexual regret. <laughs> Generally. Truly. I feel like it's a topic that comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you offended by that, Caroline? I didn't know who's regret. <laughs> mm, well, listen. whoever mm, whoever wants to air it. Regret. Um, I think that's funny that you, you had this a revelation at the grocery store and yet you didn't call me and apologize right away for what (laughs) i've talked to you every week anything (laughs) just apologize in general just apologize in general for like being a man well today for what you said about mulan for one i will never apologize for what i said about mulan i'll never ever do it or about judy Wow. <laughs> Listen wow. to this man yell at Mulan and Judy. Mm. Listen, uh, wow. it's it's only one week past Pride Month. You think that he'd forgotten all about us. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like gays, who never heard of Take them? Away no. his what are you, Citibank? I'm not what talking you, about American Judy Airlines? Garland. What are you what are you all about? <laughs> I'm talking about freaking Target Zellwiger just going for the gold. Playing a real lady, it's like I'm in the drugs now. Boop boop beep boop, like all that shit. You haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. No, I'm not going to. Life is too short. You don't know what it's about. I don't want want my life to be like this song. Too short. Oh man, I don't have the time in infinite Um, lockdown. Yeah, but call people and tell them you love them, you know, or tell them you're sorry if you got to. Yeah. Listen to Steven in this moment. Can we? I I really think we need to go to go to be true after this though. I have to. It's time. It's time. Um, this has got to be true. Well, normally at this point, you'd hear me sing, and I'd be doing that acoustic guitar thing. So by now, you're probably wondering, what's going on? Because this is really starting to sound like one of those rap songs. You see, I like rap music. Oh, my God. Sometimes I got to admit, I close all the I keep singing hashtag me too to the chorus, which I know I shouldn't. You see, I grew up in a state where the grass is blue. So if it's going to be believable, it's got to be true. Hashtag me too. <laughs> this could be their new anthem. It's just like I'm gonna take the great adventure and make it into the gay, the gay revolution anthem. You're gonna make right. this a Me Too anthem. Yeah, that doesn't sound problematic at all. <laughs> can I can I share a, a tidbit? We've talked about this song before. It's terrible, uh, and it's like it's so bad. It, it it's an audition for Stephen Curtis Chavin to become a fourth member of DC Talk, and the person who does teach him about rap is. Uh, Fellow white rapper Toby McKeon, Toby Mac, apparently the father of rap, the fa- the godfather of rap, uh, Jesus just Christ, like yes. Marty McFly is the godfather of rock and roll. Uh, and <laughs> 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 apparently, what I found in the research, I don't know if it's true. I don't care if it is. That Stephen Curtis Chapman did this song on a dare from Carmen. Oh no! If that's true, then I don't fucking you dare love it. Utter those names in the same sentence. <laughs> If that's true, then I love the song because if Carmen dared me to do something like this, I would be like, "Watch me do me." I double because dare you to do a rap I'm just song, like, Carmen. I dare you to you, start a GoFundMe. It's for like a new you leg. did a song about Jesus boxing the devil. Yeah, it was champion. You think champion. you think you're dumb? I'm gonna show you. I'm dumber. Oh One of those ramp songs. That's such a bummer. No, 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 no. That's in, it's incredible. Oh, it's, it's like a, that it's makes li- me even more offensive. upset that this is on this album. <laughs> because we listened to like 
we listened to it in isolation before where I thought, oh, this is maybe, you know, like it a style he does often. Work. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense no. with the prologue, that's for sure. And it's Great like, adventure, it's a and then we're jokey be like, song. You're making like fun. Of, you're move. making fun of it. You're making fun of it. Uh, maybe. And then it ends... It ends on a like an epic joke. It though. ends on a Borat joke. Let me let me fast forward oh, to that. You know how we've been saying that you gotta be true. Uh-huh. Well, I think rap music is most definitely you. Uh, <sighs> <not>! <laughs> Hell yeah! I have to go home now. I gotta call my oh, mom. That makes sense. And she's gotta pick not! me up. Not. It was nice of you to stay this long. Other oh, songs on God. this album: "Where We Belong." <laughs> that sounds like a a. It's really sad. It's like he, it's like Jesus hates us. Doesn't it sound like me. the sitcom theme from 1987? And you see everyone's songs do. Terrific. Uh, um, oh my god. Walk with the white. Don't let the fire die. That's basically like, Dad, be a Christian again. Uh, yeah. Dad, be a Christian. Yeah. Keep being a Christian. Maria. Maria is sad. Which is sad. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. His the, daughter yeah. was later named Maria, but this was before hmm. they had her. I thought it was about her. Wait, was it coincidental? No, no, no. This is not about their daughter. Oh. Because they didn't, they didn't adopt her until like the 2000s. Oh. So this song was interesting because like it's kind of sounds like a fallen woman song where it's like usually the writer expresses like either sort of a shamey attitude or like a pity attitude toward a woman who's like made bad choices and needs to be loved but has been abandoned and maybe abused or something. Mm -hmm. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like reading about Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah, I was like, Mm -hmm. I think this guy actually walks the walk of of caring about people that have lived through abuse or have lived Mm -hmm. through like bad situations and actually is like cares about adoption because so many times those songs are like, well, I'm I'm angry at this individual woman, but I'll never talk about the systemic forces that like brought her to this place or I I don't care about them basically, but. I think he really does. I think he so, does. I think he does. I like Maria. I think yeah. he, it's possible. I think it's possible. Yeah. Well, he's definitely made effort. Which is better, this Maria so. or the Maria from West Side Story? That song. Oh, how, I it mean. Feels, you shouldn't write a Maria song, I think, after West Side yeah. Story came out. It's kind of, it's kind of hard. It's you like, you ever heard that? Chelsea or Because like, like, what's your favorite Karen. song? Maria. Oh, from <laughs> West Side Story? No, the one with Steven Skirt and Chapman. <laughs> okay. But my real question is, have y'all heard like the 20th anniversary version of the great adventure yeah it's not it's not what it's you not want. good no Mm-mm. it's yeah, horrible we, we, we did talk about it i think yeah it's the 25th anniversary adventure uh anniversary edition anniversary. which means the first time i heard it was i was five years old this you trying to pull some hillsong young and free shit no, here bro they took out all the magic with bart millard from mercy me a uh, trump love and freaking Pence boy. And I'm gonna. He's like, I. You're not Coldplay. Uh, man, you know, Coldplay. it's still a good song. Like, it just is a good song, but it you don't doesn't need to make do me feel anything. No. Most yeah. songs are more production now than the actual song. Doesn't it feel like yeah. that? Yeah. Well, Kevin, careful. What? I said careful it. Careful with those spicy opinions over there. <laughs> spicy opinions. <laughs> I hate Joanne. 
what the fuck? Why? Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. so Especially easy someone to do who's the right like, thing. I love your music. I yeah, liked you like, growing up. Like, you were important to me. I'm not also, a hater. And also, you seem you know? like a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, you seem like, like a nice guy. Yeah. Beth Moore, you seem like a nice girl. Like Beth Moore. I know. Girl, she didn't say, wanna... she kept talking to she kept ah that dance around like racial justice and I tell you, I was so mad at her because it was like, girl, do you realize that all of the boys that you're trying to play in the sandbox sandbox with don't like you and they're making fun of you behind your back? And in front of your face? Girl, just do the thing. Tell everybody that you love your gay friends and that Black Lives Matter. Lose that audience so you can attract a new one and start building up a career. Guess what? We've all done it. We've all lost everything for the sake of the gospel. So what are you worried about? Yeah. I make a decision to lose all of my audience every day. That's what I <laughs> every do. Fucking day. Listen, I do we call it the lose and pivot you. model. It's worked over and over for Kevin Porter, and we hope it continues to go that way. I think, listen, <laughs> if I can cancel myself ahead of time, I want to do it. Hell yeah. That way I did you know. also know that your pipe works as a wand? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, Get me out of here, Brenda. I'm okay, out of the way this works is we're going to give the album a holy toast, a holy roast, or a space between. Holy toast is a thumbs up. We send Steven to the great adventure to heaven. Or we send him down to... Or if we're not sure, we can send him to Purgatory a la... And we'll start with Caroline. I think I'm going to give it a holy toast. Um, this album is so cheesy for the most part like the songs are really deeply cheesy and you have to admit that but uh they're good and they moved me and the great adventure i think is carrying so classic. everything on its back like it's so Literally. it's pushing through to a toast uh so holy toast caroline connects mm. with wife guys she loved cliff <laughs> wife guys she loved curvy he's, wife he's guy. kind of one of us you know <laughs> oh my god <laughs> all right kevin what say you um, I only because I don't think as a body of work, it speaks as a unified voice. I'm going to give it a middle ground. Like, let's go to purgatory and Space think about ourselves okay. before, before we enter Makes paradise. Sense. That's fair. I'm, I'm sending it to the space between as well. Um, just because, yeah, it, I, I do like albums like this where there is some semblance of perspective of like Stephen Kirsch having singing about, we need to get back to Eden. Eden was so good. Oh God! Yeah, and him doing his God, like the low, low rent Mellencamp stuff, and so there's interesting things. And yeah. and he's like he's one of those guys no one has a bad thing to say about mm-hmm. industry wise and people that work with him. So I like it, but um, most of these are snoozers. Yeah. I think "Walk with the Wise" is one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. That yeah, was... that, I couldn't finish that one. That no, that's unfortunate. No, the thing about this whole album—that's another big critique—and I think we might all is like the average length of the song is—it's like five minutes a song. They're all too long. Mm-hmm. Steve like, Kerr's Chapman, all... ninety-second song challenge. <laughs> oh, get on TikTok, bitch! <laughs> you want—you want to reach a new generation for Christ? 60 second challenge come and take talk i love tiktok and i always have um but we're not the final word listener you are go to at christian fump on twitter give it a roaster toast get out there and pokemon go to the polls (laughs) ballers Surprise. Ballers. It makes me laugh every time. Vote your conscience. All right. to add Kanye to that now. Now we're dimming the lights. We're lighting the candle. I'm not adding Kanye to that. 
I love the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my God! Thank God he's running for president. Honestly, Sense. bless. And we're not here to promote ourselves or our own projects, Kevin. I keep saying Kevin like Ann Dowd on the left. Like you're talking to yourself. Mm. Oh. Mm. Come on, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Uh, we're here to lift them up to the Lord. We start as mm. per usual with Caroline. Uh, lift me up to the Lord at Caroline's farts. Uh, I guess for a lot of like stuff about my cat. Um, something you should check out for sure. If your library is connected to the Overdrive app, you can listen to audiobooks for free or you can read ebooks for free because you rent them through the library. Um, it's great. So definitely check that out. I've been listening to some books. And um, I also watched Dr. Sleep. Guess what? I liked it. Did I you watch it. the director's cut or the crappy cut? No, what is up? Someone else commented on my letterbox about the director's cut. And I was like, it's supposed to be better. Time. Well, it's perfect the way it is, so I can't even imagine more more perfection. Wait, was your was your letterbox review? I got something you and Ken McGregor. <laughs> oh. Yes. Like no, but it's implied. You might like Haunting of Hill House. Same director and writer. I found that show very very moving on Netflix. Haunting of Hill House. Yes, yeah. I I kind of like half watched it because Nathan did, and I just sort of like floated in out of the room. That was about. As I love it. I think that show is so beautiful. So. All right, Dr. Sleep. Yeah, I've been noticing a little uptick of, of uh, content. I saw a Space Jam letterbox uh, Oof, from Caroline yes. the other day. Mm-hmm. Way to go. Listen, Space Jam forever. Yeah. Um, oof, God. That's another episode for another time. Chia. It's a pretty good movie. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> Got some great messages in it, too, TBH. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love the messages in Space Jam. We turn it to Kevin. <laughs> Kevin number one. Hi, I'm number one. Absolutely, friend. Oh, babe, don't butter me up. I'm vegan. Kevin's number twelve. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even number two. I'm number fourteen. <laughs> oh my god, who are these other Kevin's? Um, uh, I would like to lift up to the congregation once again. My name is Kevin Garcia, and you can find me across the internet at thekevingarcia.com. Uh, I have a, a book called Bad Theology Kills, subtitle undoing toxic belief and reclaiming your spiritual authority which is available at badtheologykills.com and in it we talk about everything from undoing your shame around sex to gun violence to bodies and sex and you know just all the good stuff it's my first book i'm really really proud of it it's sold close to a thousand copies which fun fact most authors don't sell a thousand copies of their book um, only about 10%. So therefore, I'm going to be a best-selling author by the end of this month. Beesh. Um, I'm also really proud of it. I'm like, I think it's the best thing I've ever created. So I think you should go buy it. It's at badtheologykills.com. You can get it for nine bucks. What are hey. you doing? Do it. Um, what's the other thing? Uh, I've got a workshop coming up at the end of the month called From Miserable to Miracle, an Introduction to a New Spirituality, where I'm talking about some new ideas that I'm developing. You can find all that shit at thekevingarcia.com slash events. If you like my talking and you want to hear me talk some more, I talk about, talk with people on my podcast called A Tiny Revolution, found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I talk about ordinary people living revolutionary lives and it's more bullshit like this. Like, so just come on <laughs> over. Come on over, baby. amazing guests on your podcast. I am, let me tell you what. I started that fucking podcast 
because I wanted to talk to interesting people and I needed an excuse to get on the phone with them. And a podcast is a great way to do it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, people will say oh, it's yes. A wonderful it's scam. insane. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> That's the other thing is that, and this is a lesson for everybody. Ask for what you want. You know? Yeah. Because guess uh, what? There is some Ask Pentecostal in you still. <laughs> oh, especially with this music in the background. Let me tell you what. I have three rules for life. And this is what I <laughs> want to leave your people with. Because I know that like I was like a total ratchet hoe on here. This is what I want you to hear. There's three rules for living. Number one, ask for what you need. And know that at the end of the day, you are responsible for getting your needs met. Number two, you can always say how you feel and know at the end of the day that you are responsible for your own feelings. And number three, ask for what you want because you can always be okay with hearing no. If you can master those three things, it'll change your effing life. Take your meds, call your person, drink some water, um, and I love you so much. XOXO, really, Gossip Girl. Yeah, XOXO, Aww, Gossip beautiful. Girl. Wonderful. The other thing I would like to lift up is um, the Knicks... Um, uh, matte white primer. It's a really, really good thing if you like colors. Like I'm wearing like a little. It's like a darker gold situation tonight. I'm really enjoying it. Thank you. It catches uh, the light. Yeah. I'm, and it doesn't I'm, crease. No, no, no. It's really, really good. So like when you as you create it there, and like I've been able to do like the really, really bright neon colors because of it. Mm-hmm. Because it's literally like mm-hmm. clown. It's like the clown white that a drag queen would use, but mm-hmm. less, um, less oil based. Yeah. Um, so I've been loving that. My friend Evelyn uh, sent me that along with like this giant ass palette. So I've just been bored. I'll do my makeup in the morning and have calls and look like I'm a fancy lady. But the truth is, I'm never wearing pants. <laughs> so and that's anyways. a little high low. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm done talking now. <laughs> Beautiful. You. you can lift me up at Kevin T. Port everywhere. Um, uh, nothing to plug. You know what? You can listen to Inside Voices. That show's done. Just put out the last episode today as oh, of recording. Congratulations! This. Or listen to oh, me I'm on. So sad, huh? Uh, it's fine. Uh, Inside Voices is a great show that Kevin did. Tweet ahead, gum, if you want more, baby. They can they can order more. We can make more. But you gotta spam them and listen, annoy them. This is annoy listen. Them. We've never asked our audience to spam anything. That's <laughs> never happened. Get Kevin a get Kevin another season. Oh, and I was on the Blank Check podcast. You can check that out. I talked about the movie Michael. That was really fun with a friend of the show Griffin Newman, uh, who oh. was on here a few months ago. And uh, nothing, nothing else to lift up. What am I going to lift up? The Muppets. I can lift up this Muppet. Mm. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I want to lift up. Um, Set yourself up. <laughs> but um, real talk. Before I get off the line with you, I want to say to both of you, I again had such a fun time with you both you guys have given space to so many people to experience a deeper side of their spirituality and it's really beautiful um to just be able to like look at my past and laugh a little bit sometimes like i get on podcasts and it's just like oh my life is so tragic let's talk about sad stuff but like being able to giggle especially at a time where everything is such bullshit hard stuff and yes we got to deal with all that stuff Laughter is important. Joy is important. And what you guys do here is important because you cultivate joy for people where there's not a lot of joy. So don't think that what you do is unimportant, okay? 
and I'm really thankful for what you do for me on a weekly basis. And I love you. And thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm not crying right now. If that's what <laughs> yes. you're thinking. Oh my goodness. Oh, we so love you too, me. friend. Thanks oh, for doing wow. show, Thank you. Kevin. It's nice just emotions <laughs> taking me over. <laughs> well, we're going to write our mission statement. Yeah, that's Kevin gorgeous. Said. We're going to sell up thank our you. horses and get the heck out of here. But Hell there's, yeah. there's nothing left to say except for an all pods people said. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's go out on the the song of songs here. There, there's nothing else Jeez. we could possibly do. Ugh. Oops, I had the 25th anniversary version queued up. No, How thank you. you. Kevin. My bad. What a mistake. I love... I, okay, real talk. I heard this at a winter jam one time when he was headlining, and it was so good live. Ooh. Oh, my God. Everyone, make sure to saddle up your horses. I don't think they can get coronavirus, so, you know, take that mask off and have a good time. (laughs) Saddle up your horses all the way to the polls. That's right. Don't forget to vote, and uh, thanks for listening. All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.